0: I think for most of us, our rhythm is not medium to slow, and what (laughs) this did for me is it put me in the rhythm of nature, and by the end of this nature vigil, I felt so much more connected with my truth, with my authenticity, with my being, with my soul. And I think it's imperative, and I don't think it's just a luxury. I think it's like part of what really makes life work for people in the miraculous, in the miracle zone. And so no pain, no gain is not true. I'm now doing what I call an experiment in ease. Ooh. So the more there is ease, the more there is just goodness flowing into our lives. So it's not that we're not ever going to do,
1: but that we need to balance our doing with being. Is that really the truth? When I was on my I say my mental health sabbatical, I was took a break and I was, I mean, I was exhausted. I was burning out and I knew it I've been burned out before and I didn't want to get there. I love everything I do. I love being a mom. I love being a grandmom. I love my work. I love my work, family. I love my community. I love all those things, but I was pulled in so many directions and there was heavy amounts of, of stress, work stress predominantly, and then good life stresses. But all of that and recognizing, really keeping to my agenda, I gotta make sure we're eating healthy. I gotta make sure I'm getting my workouts in. And every direction I was pulling and feeling like I was being pulled apart, to be honest, with so many hats that we wear as women and reminding myself that we only have one head. So I went on this mental health sabbatical knowing that okay, I have to go to Tulum. And if you listen to my single mom episode for the week of Mother's Day, please go back and listen to that one. I share some really beautiful stories and uh, about that trip to Tulum a little bit personal, vulnerable information that I want you to hear. Well, one thing that, you know, as, as that trip continued and I extended my stay another week and really, you know, took in nature, right? Like, cause what's the biggest biohack I always tell you? three days out in nature, you'll reset your circadian rhythm and you will feel re-energized. You will start to not just fill your tank, but seal the holes in your tank right seal the cracks in the bucket and that's an important piece too we have to work on you know that part of regeneration cellular regeneration energetic regeneration filling our buckets with filling our buckets with the self care and the nourishment that we need it's certainly through food for our body it's nourishing our mind through meditation through focusing on the positive through a direction of love and not fear, to move it away from fear whenever we get there. And I know those of us who've had trauma, post-traumatic stress, it's like it has to be a daily process. And oftentimes we have those, as Daniel Lehman says, automatic negative thoughts. I li- And that's ants. I like to say gnats being from South Georgia. So negative automatic thoughts, gnats. And that reminds me of the annoying gnats in South Georgia. And those are like those negative ideas that are constantly furring around your head. Well, we nourish our body, we nourish our mind, and we have to nourish our spirit. Whatever that means to you, nourishing our spirit, nourishing our soul, and to transform that energy into the purposeful life goals that we have. And with that, that saying, no pain, no gain, I recognize is absolutely not true. I may have been, that may have been one of my mottos and I am shaking that not off and recognizing that I can just enjoy being, enjoy sensing, enjoy receiving. And with that feel a tremendous relief. Oh my gosh, what a relief that is. Well, one of the women that have inspired me along my journey, that has inspired me along my journey is Marcy Shimoff. She has the best selling health book in the Chicken Soup for the Women's Soul series. And she's a co author of six books in that series. Amazing. She has the international bestseller, Happy for No Reason and Love for No Reason. I interviewed her two or three years back on this topic. So go back and listen to that podcast with Marcy Shimoff. You can just search my website at dranna.com and search for her name and that podcast will pop up or wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple or Podcast Addict or Spotify, you will find it. Well, she is so inspiring. She has a gift to like, you've seen the show. If you've seen the show, The Secret, or you understand the law of attraction and you like, this is a woman who radiates happy, happiness, happy for no reason, radiates that happiness and also has the gift of bringing miracles into your life. So, I want to introduce you to Marcy Shemoff. Here we go. Welcome Marcy to the Girlfriend Doctor show. It's good to have you here, my friend.
0: It's so great to be here with you, Anna. I always love getting to be with you anytime, anywhere and uh, I call it being happy for great reasons. To <laughs>
1: I love that. I love that. And what I want to talk about, like we talk about, you know, in my intro, I was talking about the miracles that you can draw in. And specifically, you know, sometimes we think we have to work so hard. It's, you know, there's no gain without pain, right? And how midlife women are approaching that the same way. And I think it's my experience, you know, big lesson that I learned recently it is about being, not doing so much right and receiving allowing the receipt the receipt of and the enjoyment of things that we've worked so hard for in our life and just to be really present even more so now than ever without fear of the future Mm -hmm. so i really like to talk with you about this today
0: i I love that you've that we're going to have this this particular conversation because while you were away on your what did you call your your trip your mental
1: health sabbatical (laughs) yes mental
0: health sabbatical i don't think you know this but i was simultaneously off on my own mental health sabbatical you are actually on a seven day nature vigil it's like a vision quest and i was in nature where there was a small group 20 of us it was led by a wonderful shaman. And I spent three days completely in silence, nobody around, totally alone, sitting and being in nature for three days. We were fasting and we were... And it's such an interesting thing to do nothing because everybody wants to do nothing. Oh my God, if I could just have some days off. Well, why don't you try doing three days of literally, we we weren't even to read a book or go on a walk or anything. It was to stay within a certain uh, perimeter of this space in nature. And it was at first hard, you know, there were a lot of thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. And then I started getting into the rhythm of nature. And the creator of this particular nature vigil was a woman named Angelus Arian, who was a beautiful, she was a social anthropologist. And she studied the indigenous cultures throughout the world, and she spoke about nature having a rhythm. And nature's rhythm is medium to slow, medium to slow, medium to slow. And you know, my I think for most of us, our rhythm is not medium to slow. And what (laughs) this did for me is it put me in the rhythm of nature. And by the end of this nature vigil, I felt so much more connected with my truth, with my authenticity, with my being, with my soul. And I think it's imperative. And I don't think it's just a luxury. I think it's like part of what really makes life work for people in the miraculous, in the miracle zone. And so, No pain, no gain is not true. I'm now doing what I call an experiment in ease. Ooh. So the more there is ease, the more there is just goodness flowing into our lives. So it's not that we're not ever going to do, but that we need to balance our doing with being. And so I'm with you on this.
1: I think balance our doing with being. And getting into the miracle zone here, if anyone is watching me, whenever I am interviewing guests, sometimes I'm always taking notes and Marcy drops all these beautiful pearls experiment in ease and one thing too what came up to me was thinking okay so what if if a woman is facing this time of life like i can't i, I have financial stresses there's no right. ease for me i've got right. to do all these things and you know i got work in the morning working in the evening yeah. or whatever it may be or feel or the, those financial stressors yeah and it's such a
0: great great question about i can't be in ease because I have to get my life together so that I can be in ease. Mm -hmm. We base our, how I'm going to be based on my circumstances. And what we're talking about is really a shift and it's an internal shift of how do I come from a place of greater connection and alignment and ease because that's what will create the situations to have the abundance flow more. You know, we're taking this tight energy this contracted energy and trying to get out of a financial difficulty from a contracted energy and it kind of doesn't work what we really need to do is move into an expanded energy and from there then the miracles start to happen because it's not it, we're we're in the flow of life and i know this sounds can sound so airy fairy but right. I want to make it really practical because I, I think where the rubber meets the road is in the practical. So here, let's go into like three or four things that people can do, anybody can do to, to make their life more miraculous. And I, I teach a program, as you know, called Your Year of Miracles. Yes. And it's about living in what I call the miracle zone. And so let me first talk about what I mean by the word miracle. So we're kind of all on the same page here. Is that? Yeah, that absolutely. So the dictionary defines a miracle as a surprise and welcome event that can't be explained by science, that's often attributed to divine grace. Mm. So we can't create a miracle. Miracles come from grace. But what we can do is we can create the conditions for miracles to flow in our life. And that's what I mean by living in the miracle zone. How do I create the conditions so that whatever challenges are coming my way, you know, maybe I'm in a relationship challenge right now, or maybe there's a health challenge, or maybe there's a financial challenge. You are going to much better be able to deal with that when you are coming from that place of grace rather than that that place of stress or contraction. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that you have said this many times on this podcast, but I'm gonna just repeat it, that there are only two energies in the universe. There is the energy of expansion, flow, ease, grace, There's the energy of contraction, tightness, fear, you know, limitation. When we are in the energy of that limitation, we can't feel happy. When we're in the energy of flow and grace and expansion, we can't feel bad. Let, let's just do an experiment. Is that okay? Will you do an experiment? Uh, with me?
1: Absolutely. And as you're saying this, and before we start the experiment, I'm thinking of, you know, I, I love St. Ignatian philosophy, and I'm a big fan of his uh, the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. One of the things he talks about is either your spirit of consolation versus spirit of desolation. So what you described to me that expansion is the spirit of consolation, that is grace, like the goodness, Mm-hmm. And that you're at ease. And he said, even saints will go through periods of the spirit of desolation where yeah. they question their faith and they, you know, and so there's exercises technically to bring us back into the spirit of consolation, that sense of consolation. I like expansion, grace, I mean flow. Yeah. So I wanted yeah. to share that. I'm all in.
0: So let's just do a quick little experiment to show you how you feel and how hard it is to to be in flow when you're contracted. So I want everybody to do this along with us. It's no fun to just hear us doing it or watch us doing it. So you've got to do it along with us. So, okay. I would like everyone to please curl up into a little tight ball, get, you know, make fists with your hands, curl over like a little, and get into that stress position. And on the count of three, I want you to say, I feel happy. Ready? One, two, three. I I feel feel happy. happy. Okay, sit up. Did you feel happy? No. No. You cannot feel happy when you are contracted like that. The opposite is also true. You can't feel bad when you're expanded. So put your arms out straight to the side. And on the count of three, stretch your arms and say, I feel depressed. Ready? (laughs) One, two, three. I feel, I feel depressed. depressed. Did you yeah. feel depressed? No. No. Hard feel- to feel bad when you're walking around with an expanded energy. Does this mean that we want you to walk around with your arms out to the side, expanded all day long? No, they'll lock you up. But what <laughs> it does mean is that when you move in the direction of what is expansive, you start to live more in flow. And I'm, I'm gonna give you, can I give you five principles For living in the miracle zone? Yes, And let me give you something practical with each of these. I I love, one of the things I love about you, Anna, is that you love the practical. I love the practical.
1: Give me concrete. Concrete, okay. Well, the first one is
0: is a little more abstract. I I call these five foundations for living in the miracle zone. I've created a a, um, acronym for them. The acronym is USHER, and it's about ushering in the miracle zone. So USHER, the U stands for universe. And the principle is to trust in the universe. Now, this is a, Einstein said the most important question we can ask ourselves is, is this a benevolent universe? And people who are living more in the flow will answer yes. That doesn't mean that life is going their way always or the way they want it to go. But what it means is they believe that life is in their favor, that there is a lesson or gift in everything and they look for the lesson or the gift in it. So if you are in a circumstance right now where you think, this is horrible. How could this be a loving universe? This is just awful. And that puts you in a contracted victim mode. Instead, I want you to say, if this were happening for a higher purpose or if this were happening for my highest good, what might that be? Mm. And just, just start looking at it with different glasses on. And that is one way to open to trusting in the universe.
1: You know, Marcy, it's always so timely to speak with you. I um published today in my email on, you know, I quoted Proverbs, I think it's 831 and it says all things work for good for those who love him. Not are mm-hmm. all things are good, but all right. things work for good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Life
0: is in our favor life is progress. So that's the first one, the U is trust in the universe. The S in usher is stands for soul and it's about it the, the it's about living from the soul. Most of us spend most of our lives living from the ego. We are driven from our egos. I want to look good, I want approval, I want people to think this of me and we're ignoring the soul message, the soul voice. So, I'd like what I would recommend is that you look at What am I doing these days that is soul-based? What are my soul-based intentions? Not what are my ego-based intentions. An ego-based intention is I want to have that happen so that people will like me or approve of me or so that I'll feel puffed up or better or more secure. A soul-based intention is I'm doing this because this is what I feel called to do. This inspires me. It's about living from inspiration rather than obligation.
1: Mm, I love that. And I think that one of the things, like when I was pulling myself up from my bootstraps in my forties when I was really struggling was shifting my attention. Cause here I was, you know, this, Mm -hmm. you know, very educated physician, blah, 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 but I was struggling. And then I said, okay, you know, the thought came to me and uh, Deborah Temmer brought this to my attention. She said, what if you only have one audience, that audience is God, an audience of one, mm. that your God is your only audience, what mm. you already knows, you're beautiful, he knows you're perfectly made, he made you. Like what is it that you have to do or prove to God? Right. today, wants your happiness. And I, I think that's a good, what you said just reminded me of that. Yeah. And, and, you know, practically
0: speaking to live from the soul means you actually, we need to stop and listen. We need to take it. May, and it may not be, you don't need seven days out in nature, you know, but five, 10 minutes of silence every day is really critical. Mm. And you think, oh, I don't have time to do that. You don't have time not to do that. If you Start your day with five to 10 minutes of some kind of silence where you're going inward and you honor that, that soul voice through your day. You're going to save time because you won't be running around doing all the ego-based things that aren't really needed. So that's the S. The H, my personal favorite, is the heart. Mm. And it's about leading with an open heart. And that's you know loving kindness, generosity, forgiveness, gratitude. I think of my life, when people ask me, are there any fast tracks to happiness? I say there are two. There's the angel of forgiveness on one shoulder and the angel of gratitude on the other shoulder. Mm. So if you want to live more with an open heart, look at where you need forgiveness and, and every day, all through the day, gratitude, let gratitude be your guide. Right now, I could look around and I could tell you five things that I'd like to change five things that are wrong. I could tell you 500 things that are right. So let me focus on those 500 right now. Yeah. So gratitude, five things a day at least. Write down five things a day you're grateful for. It's an old technique that everybody's heard of before, but it works. It really works. Actually, uh, my husband and I play the appreciation game every night before we go to sleep and every morning when we wake up, we tell each other something we appreciate about each other or a few things we appreciate about each other. And it's it's changed our relationship. We've been together 24 years. This is the single most important thing we've done. I love that, I love that. So, So that's the H, we got two more, the E. The E stands for energy. And it's about choosing where you put your energy and attention. And you were speaking about that earlier, Anna, about, you know, Where do I put my energy and attention? Because of course, whatever we focus on is what grows more in our lives. So this is, there's a life force running through us. What are you giving your life force to? What are you giving your thoughts to? What are you giving your actions to? What are you giving your words to? What are you giving your your energy to? So that's the, the, the fourth area. And then the fifth area, the R stands for responsibility and not mm-hmm. in that heavy heavy kind of way but it stands for taking responsibility for your life and your happiness you know it's about not showing up as a victim and vic- the way you know you're a victim is if you're blaming shaming or complaining anytime you're blaming your shaming giving away your or power. complaining blaming others shaming which is blaming yourself or complaining you know blaming life right mm-hmm. so anytime you're doing that your energy is going out towards empowering something else besides yourself. It's it's being a victim in life rather than a victor in life. And a victor in life is somebody that shows up um, in their power. So out of those five, what I suggest people do is look at all those five and see where are you the weakest. Because wherever you're the weakest, that's your Achilles heel, and that's where you want to start. So I'm going to put you on the spot in I'm going to go through these again really quickly. And I want you to tell me where you feel like you are the weakest in these. So trusting in the universe, living from the soul, leading with an open heart, choosing where you put your energy and attention or taking responsibility for your life. And, and you share. I'm say,
1: for me, it's energy. It's mm-hmm. where I'm putting my energy. And that was the whole thing that I think, cause it was, you know, like in all these different areas. So yeah, I think like. Help me understand that one more because here you know, I love all the things I do. I love all these things, but yet I drained even though I love them all. Yeah, because you can't do them all
0: just because you love something doesn't mean that it's the thing for you to do right now. Mm-hmm. It may be the thing for you to do in a year and five years. But the reality is, is that taking care of ourselves needs to be a very high priority on this list so what i say to people who have way too much to do than they can handle is to say you know just what calls to you the most what sings to you the most and then relax the energy on the other ones knowing that they'll be there to pick up later in life or some other time the right time you know timing is everything and so just look at what in my life right now where are my priorities right now And be willing to let go of what doesn't fit into that priority right now, knowing it'll be there later. It's okay. We don't have to grasp. We don't have to grab. I think we started off talking about the no pain, no gain theory. Mm
1: -hmm, Right.
0: That part of the no pain, no gain theory is I have to do it all. I can't do it all.
1: No, not really. Yeah, I totally needed to hear this today, Marcy. (laughs) Yeah, it's about what are
0: your priorities? What's calling you? What is the universe calling of you right now?
1: Yeah, like a would-be nice, but you don't have to do it right now. Yeah. Yeah, boy, that's a big one. And I think for me, you know, I continually get called to get back in practice, to coach physicians, to do all this. And And I said when I took my sabbatical, when Ava goes to high school, I'll go back into medical practice and I'll start seeing patients again. I mean, I love coaching physicians. They can see so many more patients than I can see, but, you know, and, or do more physician to physician coaches, which I, which I do, physician to physician consultations for patients. And I I love that piece, but it's like, you know, I committed myself with that word I wrote on my soul when Ava goes, to high school, I'll start this again. Well, she's in high school and I don't want to not be home when she gets home from school. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, miss any more time. I don't want to work in my car while she's riding horses instead of riding our other horse next to her. Yeah. You know, and all of those things, you know, come, have been part of the pull. Yeah. And and that's yeah. actually also really about living from
0: the soul. It's not mm-hmm. doing what you think you should be doing, but it's about listening. What's what's calling for me now? Let me honor that right now. I want to be here next to my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, and honoring that, knowing it's okay to honor that. And I think, you know, ultimately it comes back even to our, our earlier conversation about, about the, sabbat- the little sabbatical that you took and that I took and people don't need to take a week, they can take a few hours. Go be in nature, start being in the rhythm of nature's rhythm, medium to slow, medium to slow. I'll tell you a very quick story. I was really working hard and beating my head against the wall and really frustrated. This was back in 1994 and a dear friend of mine came to me and said, Marcy, you look terrible, you're burned out. I'm gonna take you away with me on a silent seven day meditation retreat. I said, you're crazy. I'm a speaker. I, I don't do silence. I don't think I've been silent more than two hours in my life, but she convinced me to do this and off I went. And on the fourth day in the middle of the meditation, my meditation, I saw the words like a big cloud in front of me opening up. And they said, chicken soup for the woman's soul. And it was, nobody had thought of the specialty books in the chicken soup for the soul series. And my mentor was Jack Hanfield, and only the original book was out. And it was like, oh my God, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's it. That's like, it was so, It was so clear. Of course, the only problem I had was I had three more days of silence and I couldn't tell anybody my great epiphany. <laughs> but as soon as I came out of silence, I called up Jack Canfield, the originator of Chicken Soup for the Soul. I told him, he said, oh my God, what a great idea. Called up the publisher who said, oh my God, what a great idea. And my first book came out a year later and went on the New York Times list. Now that would not have happened had I not taken that opportunity to be silent so i would just say honor yourself the biggest thing people can walk away with is honor your soul honor whatever is calling of you honor your energy honor your heart
1: I love it. Thank you so much, Marcy. I totally needed to hear this. I'm going to start. I had done retreats, led retreats um, years back. I'm going to start doing them again. I'm like, huh, can I make people fast and not talk on a retreat? That makes my work easy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what we can do. (laughs) It may not be a popular retreat. (laughs) Oh, it could be
0: really great though. It would be really great. with, With such breakthroughs.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Definitely needed to have this conversation with you today, Marcy. And I'm sure our audience has gotten tons of pearls and needed to hear it to you. You feed into our souls. How do people, like what book do you recommend we read? What's the next right step to connect with you for our audience and to continue this beautiful conversation? Yeah. So,
0: if you're interested in the happiness work or being raising your happiness set point, you can go to happyfornoreason.com, happyfornoreason.com. And if you're interested in leading a more miraculous life, living in the miracle zone that we've been talking about today, you go to youryearofmiracles.com and you can take a quiz at your year of miracles and see what your miracle superpower is. So
1: youryearofmiracles.com. I love that. Thank you so much for being on The Girlfriend Doctor Show today and for everyone listening and giving their time and attention. And take time tonight. Take time tomorrow morning, very soon, within the next 24 hours, I challenge you to take five minutes of soul, sitting with your soul, five minutes of sitting with your soul and if you can have two hours of silence in your busy day, connecting with nature, doing something. Think of the, the anacronym that Marcy put together, Usher, you know, thinking about our connection with the universe, our listening to our soul, heart, leading from the heart. I'm thinking H, leading from the heart, E, our energy. And then our, our responsibility is ultimately our responsibility, how we take care of ourselves. And that has to come first. So I wanna thank you all so much for being in the Girlfriend Doctor community. Please check out Marcy's work, the Year of Miracles that she does and Happy for No Reason and connect with me and let me know how this moves you, how it inspires you. Please leave a review. Your five-star reviews help us reach the top of the charts with podcasts. We are nearing, if haven't by this release, exceeded 2 million downloads, 2 million downloads. And I am so grateful for you. Tell me what you want to hear. And I'm here to listen and to communicate and to share. I love being your girlfriend doctor. Till next time.